Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, many thanks for joining us on the Journal of Biophilic Design today. Um, first of all, just a recap on the news from uh, the previous podcast. We've got a new magazine launching, Journal of Biophilic Design. It's got over 100 pages of uh, information on plants and the science behind biophilic design, um, psychology and, and loads of other things, um, architecture, case studies. Today, we are joined by uh, Ryan McQuarrie. Um, he's creative director and founder of Outside In, um, based in New Zealand. Um, and I'm not sure if people are aware, but there are biophilic design awards that are run uh, from Canada by uh, a chap called Elliot Bennett of iPlants magazine. And I was a, a judge on the awards. Um, the uh, the Diamond Award winner, um, which is um, out, was won by Outside In, is absolutely stunning. If you're into biophilic design, if you're into workplace design, you have to have a look at it. That's all I'm saying. You just have to look. It's beautiful. It's it's just every office should be built like this. Every I think even every healthcare unit and every school, every home should have should have this kind of walkthrough and everything. But I'm I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I'm going to let Ryan just try and describe it <laughs> and tell us more about it. But first of all, Ryan, many thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's good to be with you, Ness, and um, you know, right from this other world. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th thanks for having me. That's great. Well, thanks. Thanks for waking up at five o'clock in the morning, people. He's he's woken up at five o'clock in the morning in New Zealand time to talk to me at five o'clock UK time. So I think I've got the, the the best end of the straw. Um, but can you tell us a little bit first of all, um, a little bit about Outside In, if you don't mind? Yeah, of course. Uh, so Outside In, we are a we spoke greenery company down here in New Zealand um, and what we do is we, we basically merge nature and design together and that's that's sort of our sweet spot so um, we do a lot of stuff primarily indoors um, doing greenscaping indoors but also work on the exterior of buildings and, and sort of anything related to urban greenery so um, we do green roofs and green walls um, and, and then we do kind of any sort of greenery indoors and we also do some some kind of special exterior landscaping um, type of projects as well um, and, and and that's right across the, the country here in New Zealand so um, we're the we're sort of the the, the largest um, service offer in in New Zealand for our type of work uh, that's lovely fantastic and I'm going to put a link to your website on the blurb that goes with this so again if you're, if you're listening to this podcast on your run when you finish make sure you stop and have a look at it and click through and look at the, the amazing beautiful inspiring projects that, that you do um, and I'm really really thrilled to have you here um, can I ask you personally what got you into sort of plants and design what was your what was your pathway yeah um, well early on well it dates back to sort of um, childhood my my grandfather lived about a half a mile from from my house and he was a keen gardener and so every day after school i'd jump on my bike and ride over to, to grandma and grandpa's house to hang out because you know they just had better snacks than than what we had um <laughs> you know they'd they, they let me have you know some fizzy drink and my parents wouldn't so i thought that was cool but i'd go and hang out with grandpa and, and he had this large um, vegetable garden and so um over time i'd just kind of follow him around the garden and then um, as time went on, you know, if they went on holiday, they'd ask me to look after it. And then, um, after a while I would help, you know, sort of plant it and look after it. And I, I really looked up to my grandpa. He was one of my, my best friends. And, and so I just 
watched how he did it and, and it was quite exciting you know planting something and then getting to come back and and reap the, the rewards you know um, the harvest um and I, I thought it was pretty special so it was sort of out of that admiration for my grandfather and and just that interest of getting to be involved with that and see it see the garden happen um and he would usually you know sort of pay me some pocket money if i looked after and help the help help in the garden so that helped and so that that's where it started and then as I, as I went through school, um, my summer job was always, you know, I'd, I'd go and work for a landscaping company. Um, and, and this is in California. So I grew up in California, actually, not oh, New Zealand. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, I, I'd kind of landscape through the summers. And then once I finished school, um, a friend of mine, um, we were, I think, 17 years old. We started a landscaping company together um, okay. at 17. And, and started doing you know, landscape and design work. And, and so my passion just kind of grew from there. Um, I, I didn't study horticulture at, at university, I studied business, um, but basically that kind of the, the, the goal was to be, be able to merge my passion and, and, and grow some sort of business skills to put those two together. Um, so when I moved to New Zealand um, after uni uh, to, to sort of you know, follow the love of my life, um, who was a Kiwi. Um, <laughs> I, I, I found myself in New Zealand and, and started, you know, once again, started a, another landscaping company, um, Landscape and Zone. We, we sort of did like the high-end residential landscape type projects. And so we would travel around the country doing these really amazing one-off huge gardens, you know, on the beach, on, a, on an island or, or whatnot. whatnot. Um, it, was, it, was quite, it was quite enjoyable. And um, I found, I, I sold that maybe 10 years ago and I found myself sort of looking for something else to do. Um, and was I was always interested in like the green technology. Like I was always watching people doing the, the green walls early on, like when when they were just a thing, you know, and yeah, yeah. Pa Patrick Blanc and looking at some of the people around the world that were doing these early green walls. And I thought, oh, that's cool. You know, that's really niche. And, and then, you know, see someone hanging off, off of a, a building on a rope, you know, maintaining a green wall. I thought that's pretty, that's pretty special. <laughs> and so we started, I started kind of thinking, how could I apply what I learned in landscape uh, and design um, to this indoor area? And, and at that time in New Zealand, that like indoor greenery was, was, was a thing, but it wasn't what it is now. Um, it, it was sort of like a pot in a corner, you know, a pot and a plant in a corner, you know? And it wasn't very interesting stuff. Like you, you kind of, you seem to see the same, the same thing anywhere where you you went you go to a hotel <laughs> and there was like you know as a white or a black pot in the lobby and a, and a couple of plants so you know I looked at that and I was like well if I've learned anything in like the landscape and design experience I've had is that really you, you have to start with great design you, like a, a great project is, is not going to go anywhere without starting with great design first and so I looked at our, at our industry in New Zealand and I and I realized that it was sort of like salespeople going out and determining where these pots and plants would be put in a in a, in a building. And I was like, well, so you're getting a salesperson to design the greenery. And and then I look at the buildings that are being built and I was like, well they're they're beautiful new buildings. Yeah. A client might not, you know, they'd hire the best architect in the country. And and this architect is going to just pour over every detail of the building, look at the materials being used. And, and be very um, intentional about the, the materials that get used. And, and, and then at the end of the project, 
the project might get handed over to the client mm-hmm. and and the client might say to somebody on the team hey go go find us some plants and they call around <laughs> and they get three quotes and lo and behold a salesperson comes and d- decides where the the what pot to put in and and I, I found that often like this process sort of bastardized the beautiful work of an architect because the architect cares so much about materiality and the look and the feel and then a salesperson comes in with no design background and says hey you could have two pots um <laughs> and and we'll hire them to you and and i found out actually the reason why their pots were always so ugly is because um since the industry was sort of hiring plants right that that's the model um, yeah yeah hire, like leasing plants um and the reason that reason was because a lot of offices they, they might not be good at looking after plants they're good at you know i don't know accounting or um legal work whatever it might be but they're not great at looking after plants and so they, they didn't want to have to, to do that they don't want to have to buy plants and then when someone on the team killed it go and buy another one so <laughs> so this higher industry emerged and and would and, and so they but the, the models like I, I thought was sort of flawed because what the, the it's incentivized by you reusing the same pot over and over again right so if a, if a company hires an office at this pot um <laughs> say, say it's like a black or a white or I, I used to see a lot of red pots like shiny red pots right <laughs> like some ugly stuff okay so they, they hire a pot to a, a company and then if the company decides that they, they no longer need the plants and they move on then the higher plant company wants to rehire that same pot to someone else yeah. and over time they want to just keep rehiring that pot because that's how they make more money off of this pot yeah and so they're incentivized to kind of get something pretty basic and keep reusing it mm-hmm. as I, I like i came into this with like sort of fresh eyes i guess that's like the nice thing like i, I never worked in in for a higher pay company i didn't know how it worked but i worked in, in landscape and design and I, I got to work with some of the best designers in our country mm-hmm. and i just i just really observed the process where you start by understanding the clients and their needs and you start with great design and you design something really special and then you apply like a, a craftsman's skill to it and, and build this beautiful vision. And at the end, you stand back and we would get to work on projects that were sort of, you know, um, very impressive. And and so I, I, we looked at this interior landscaping world and with the same lens. And I said, oh, that's it. Like, we're not going to hire a salesperson. We're not going to hire a sales, single salesperson. We're just going to hire designers. Yeah. And we're going to go and get to know the architect and understand like what they had envisioned for the space and then we're just going to be this like consultant that really knows how that understands plants and design Mm -hmm. and we're just going to help them do the plant side of things really well but in a way that's like integrated into the the architecture of the the building right so um and so that's how we started and and it's just gone really well And, and basically the same things happen for what happened in the landscaping world. We'd stand back at the end of each project that we get to install and we go, wow, that is beautiful, you know? And the clients are like, oh, this is amazing. And this changes our space. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think they had that same response, you know, 10 years ago when they're getting a red or black pot in their, in their <laughs> lobby, you know? So, um, you know, and, and I think, I think we got the timing fairly right as well, because people are so much more conscious of, of wellness in the workplace and, um, and and wanting to look after employees and, and wanting to connect it back to nature. 
um, and there's like all these all these kind of um, all these like factors are working at the same time you know like the people becoming more aware of climate change and sustainability wellness loving starting to fall in love with houseplants and um, and then we're sitting here kind of going hey well um, we'll, we'll, we'll design something um, that's in keeping with the architect's you know vision for your space so that's that's been like quite a, that, <laughs> that's the long version of how I got into it um, <laughs> but yeah it does start it, it does start right back with with grandpa grandpa George you know in the garden I was a kid probably five or six chasing them around and, and learning how to you know plant tomatoes and um, you know plant out his veggie garden and getting to look after it for him so and, and to be honest, I've, I've carried that right through um, into my own life. Um, I, yeah, I, it's probably interesting to know like how important it is to me um, because we moved out of the city um, as a family. We've got young kids and we said, well, we were living in, in the city and, and we've moved um, to a property where it's, it's native bush. So in New Zealand, we call the forest bush it's just it's a forest it's a native wow. forest um i don't wow. know why they call it the, the bush and so we have a, a block of um of, of bush that's like hundreds of years old and we built our house in the middle of it wow and and so you know like i've kind of adopted this and you know and so many areas of life where we're like hey we want our kids to be interacting with nature mm. let's like let's build a house that is and my, my wife's an interior designer she actually designed our house and so the whole point of where we live is that it's all about connecting to nature yeah. um and so the the all the the windows and the views like it all like really is well planned out so that you have these beautiful views out over nature mm. we can look out to to the sea from um over the trees and and it's like it's it's actually really like people come here and they're just like ah. Oh, you know like they sort of like put put take a load off and, and they sort of put their work yeah. the worries aside because they, they walk into the house and it's like um and, and it ties back to biofilm design like a lot of natural materials and stuff in our house yeah. um because it, it, it sort of had to be because we're in the bush right so yeah. um and so you sit and you kind of like we've got a window seat that looks out over the top of the trees and you just can sit there with a coffee and i'm just like oh like it is like an escape from the busyness of life um, and it recharges. And that, that's why I'm up so early because I, you know, I try and get up and, and see the sunrise and, yeah. um, and just for that little bit of like connection to nature in the morning. Um, yeah. So yeah, we really live and breathe it. We, we sort of have a very extensive veggie garden and, and we just love it. You know, get the kids stuck in and mm. um, grow a lot of produce. So it's very fun. Yeah. Oh, that sounds absolutely perfect um it sounds like um like you say just being having had those views um and like watching the sunrise and, and having a view of water and you know like the whole blue mind thing and, and just everything um what, what an amazing space and um and people who might want to watch this on youtube um behind ryan there's um beautiful oak carving that he explained um to me before um and so you'll, you'll see this is beautiful so yeah i can just imagine what the rest of your house is like i should imagine it's very organic and 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 sort of and and relaxing and and beautiful and awe-inspiring and um yeah just yeah 
and you'll be able mm. to breathe in there. And I think, you, you know, your, your whole, you know, your, your yeah. journey into doing what you do, I think is, is really, um, again, inspiring and, 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 and fascinating. But I love the fact that your company is called Outside In and you're living it. You're living it, you know, you're, you're working yes. and your family and everything and you're, you are living like this sort of perfect union of nature and, and life you know, it's how we should be as, mm. as much as we can with new technology and all that, bringing the best of what we have. Um, but, you know, being able to flourish somewhere. Um, oh, it sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, really, really does. So um, so thanks for sharing that, Ryan. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned biophilic design and, and the house and the space and, and everything that you described there just sounded like the perfect biophilically designed house. And obviously, if your wife is an interior designer, then obviously she must be using those principles too. And um, you both of you are embracing that. Um, can you explain um, to, to, to us really why biophilic design is important um, to yourself, obviously, um, but just generally as well? Yeah, I mean, before I knew what biophilic design was, I was um, I was designing with the biophilic design principles yeah. very much, you know, because I, I, I sort of, when I was working in the exterior landscaping area and, and um, residential, I got to I got to work under this this really brilliant designer, um, landscape architect designer here in New Zealand, and and he's really been a mentor to me. and And we'd he he would teach me how he designed a, a, a property, and we'd stand back and look. And it was always like, basically design it the way that nature would. If you want it to really look, net like if you really want it to be special, like design the way that nature designs, and. And so I started like kind of thinking about that and then I would, I'd try it and then I'd look and I'd stand back. And it's very much related to plant. Like he was, a, he's a really amazing plantsman, you know, like, um, like an encyclopedia of plants. And so I, I learned like just the kind of principles of, of designing um, the way that nature did. And, and as you do that, you stand back and you look and your eye just goes like, oh, there's, there's something right about that. You know, like, oh, that just makes sense. And then the more you do that, the more that you want to spend time in those spaces that are designed with, in that regard. And so, um, and I think that, and, and we're, we're sort of fortunate in New Zealand that we have a lot of space, like a lot of properties have space and they have views and, and they might be, you know, near the, near the water. Um, and so you can really tie design into the, into the landscape around and, and so that, that might be, that might've like been um, using, you know, for example, it would always be like, um, what's the local rock? If we're gonna build um, rock walls, what's the local rock? And so you're using a natural element that comes from that local environment. Mm -hmm. and, and then you'd be going, you know, what, are, what, are the, what plants are gonna do well in this environment? We might, have, we might do projects around the country. And so what plants are gonna do well? Well, you gotta look and see what's thriving. And, and it's usually like that, it's it's usually the indigenous plants that are, are um that are tolerant of that area and and when you use those materials the local rock and the local plants that the landscape just ties together and so and and then if you design it in a way that's like mimics the way that that nature designs um or that the way that nature is designed then you you really start to create something special and so I think that was before I even knew what, what biophilic design typically, <laughs> like, like te technically was it's it's um and but we brought that inside indoors and and I've just found that um if you're not 
we used to just see so many corporate environments that were just like really sterile, mm. uh, really harsh. Um, and you kind of felt like you're, you're in this nineties office, you know, like you're and you're like, Oh, like you know, the light <laughs> is, you know, the, the light is jarring. Um, the space is cold yeah. um, and forced and sterile. Mm. And I'm like, you just found that you didn't want to actually be in there. You, you, you kind of, would go and work there because you had to, but you didn't want to be there. Yeah. And and as soon as you as soon as you were done working, you would go and try and find something that you wanted to spend time in. You know, so um and so like it sort of evolved naturally for me where we have seen and we, we I guess I'm fortunate that I get to work with the best architects around the country. Mm. Um and we're just seeing the projects that at least my favorite my favorite projects are the ones where the the architect has really carefully picked materials that um that create a space that you want to be in and it's often natural materials mm. and and then the spaces where you want to be in often have like natural lights and um or a view out to nature um and and then the plants we try and integrate the plants really seamlessly into this design space and the i i would find that the it sort of comes back to that that landscape design principle like start with the start with the design first like yeah. I, I guess you could say start with the end in mind but if you start with beautiful like really well thought out design in the beginning and use these match natural materials i would find that those are the spaces that i was the most proud of mm. or, or that i enjoyed being in the most mm. and so that for me that's really what i for the designers is that it's like um you're designing spaces that people are naturally going to sit in they might not know why but they're going to sit there and be like oh you know like like they're, they're probably you know in a busy work environment maybe stressed out yeah um or, or, or working very hard and they they just they won't consciously know what you've done mm. but you've you've given them like a gift yeah and, and that gift is that they're going to be able to sit there in the office and just kind of go like ah. Oh, they might just look out a window and see some nature and be like, have a, have a pause for a moment, you know, or they, or they just might be like, wow, this is just feels nice to, to, to sit in. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I've seen, you know, my wife did the same thing as she creates spaces that people are drawn to that they want to be in. And it's because these materials are like, are natural and, and, and there's views out to nature and there's just like this aesthetic appeal when you pull all these things together, really, in a really thoughtful way people just are drawn to be there and that's so, okay so like i'd almost say it's good hospitality okay right like yeah like hospitality is like yeah. um I, I in my opinion creating a space that people feel comfortable in mm-hmm. and, and and making them feel comfortable in. and so it might and you know i think that that's the true sense of hospitality it's like the gift of like um creating a, a place that's comfortable for someone and and so, yeah, biophilic design does that by designing a way that is is using natural materials and and and, and integrating those kind of natural elements into the space in a way where you just like, ah, oh, this feels like nice to be in. Yeah. Is that is that is that does that make sense? What what do you th- what, what do you reckon? Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I that's that's you. I couldn't I could actually describe it better. I think that's lovely when you just said. You're giving people a gift. I mean, that's that's just lovely. Um, you know, to give someone that gift of of, of relief 
and and being able to breathe. I mean, I often I often sort of think of like Briarfleet Design Spaces, where somewhere where you can go and actually take a breath in and breathe and take a moment yeah. and just reconnect with yourself and just um, unwind basically. And you mentioned hospitality. Um, you know, I, I interviewed um, uh, Gary Thornton as Associate Lighting Director and um, Multi Lighting actually just recently as the podcast is, it will be up by the time this goes out. And he mentions about creating spaces that are used in hospitality, actually, because then you bring that warmth and that uh, that he was talking about sort of dynamic lighting and zoning and, and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah. you know, why not? Why not create places? We don't need to have like, you know, offices and workspaces that are like factories and and things. It's not it's not right for us. We're not we're not meant to be in harsh environments like that. We're supposed to be in like like caves or things made of wood and, you know, made yeah. it, it's just yeah it's just we just we just get sick sick when it when it's not yeah. so um I, i'd like to talk about the um the design that you created um uh, i i just i think it's just again if people have just got to this point of the podcast and just could just like to scroll and just to find out what it's about and you've got to this point please do go onto um the website and have a look at the images and go to outside in um website as well and honestly it is if you could design if anyone here listening <laughs> is thinking about designing um, an office with biophilic design, I think this is lovely because there's so many different elements in it. Obviously, there's the planting and the landscaping, the shapes and the pathways and the the curving lines. But you've also used um, the inner space. There was like local craftsmen, you know, craftspeople that produced stuff. So there was all elements that echoed the local um space and the country and and that i know that was an important element um of the brief but um could you explain a little bit about um you know what the client wanted i mean it was a litigation firm wasn't it so um could you maybe explain a little bit of kind of sort of set the scene really of what the challenge was that you had yeah thank you um yeah so it is it's a it's a local law off, legal office um and they 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 do they're the country's crown solicitor um, so that means that they yeah they do um, a lot of work for the crown, yeah. and um, and so we yeah it's a, it's, it's a big law office. Um, they really um, they basically got the the cream of the crop as far as offices. So they, it's, it was a, a brand new building. Yeah. Um, it was a, a full six star green star building, the base build. And, and they got the top couple floors of it. It's just this beautiful building. Um, and the, the client came to, to us. Actually, the client came to an architect first um, and said, hey, I want to create something that brings basically nature indoors. They, they loved going um, on, on these big, long outdoor walks and, and, the and, and really challenged the architect. And the architect, I'm good friends with the architect. So the architect came to us and called me right after the meeting and said, Oh man, I've got a challenge for you. And so this was the challenge that, that the um the CEO of the company, um, she went down to one we in New Zealand we have a, a series of what we call like the Great Walks. Okay. Um and they're they're really these like very special um for like bush walks um in, okay. in remote places of the country. And they're like just absolutely beautiful. And the the CEO had done this like five day walk. Um and in, in, um, it's called the Rootburn Track. It's this, this beautiful walk. And she came back. Um, she's a very busy CEO. She came back and she was just like, oh man, I feel so re refreshed and restored from going on that walk. I want to recreate that in my office. 
so that people feel that way that same way that I did on that walk in when, when they come to work she's wow. quite uh, she's quite um, an amazing lady like really visionary and so she said you know as I walk through this kind of winding walkway um, as where the cut that where the path was cut you know there'd be moss um, growing on the, the south facing we're on the other side of the, the globe from you so our shady side is the south not um, in for you guys it's the north but um and so this cut of land came down to the footpath and the moss was growing on it along and plants were growing out and she was like it was just like it would it would dampen the sound and it was just like cool it was you know that cool feeling of walking in the bush different temperature and she's like i want to recreate that when you come into our office and we're like okay (laughs) yeah that's all right we can we can have a go and so we basically um that was the brief that was the brief like bring that experience into our office in the middle of the city um in this in this brand new gorgeous six-star green star building and so what we that the core concept was over the two floors we would create basically think of like a large atrium mm-hmm. um like actually think think more of like a terrarium um okay. that's in, completely enclosed yeah. and you know how it's like completely enclosed in glass and the plants just grow naturally yeah. and, and can keep growing so basically we th- there's these these two large atriums and cl- completely enclosed in glass and all of their meeting rooms were dotted throughout the space and um and we decided to, to make them uh, completely temperature controlled so as you is you walked in, you get that cool feeling. It was a, it was a lower temperature than the rest of the office. Wow. And, um, all of the lighting, um, was specially designed. So it was, it was, a a, the lighting was a a slightly, um, different ambient temperature than the rest of the office. And there's like the sound, there's actually some nature sounds playing as you walk in. And then we, we had the task of creating this, how do, how do we integrate nature into the space in a way that feels very natural like feels like you're walking on a on a path and so um basically we we kind of set to we, we said but you know like well we can't have we can't have like troughs that the plants sit in because like those straight lines are just so mm-hmm. unnatural right so okay well we want actually natural form um to the space and, and whatever holds the plants has got to be natural a natural form and so really um we designed a way of building like a structure that the fence could sit in that was very very much like what you'd see in the um walking on on one of these great walks around the country so we designed the structure and it was all natural in form like there was um there was no there was like it it was all like free form Mm. um shapes and then like also the land had to curve down and integrate into um basically the, the concrete slab and so yeah we, we created it, it sort of felt like um you know peter jackson building like a a movie set <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you know like yeah. and they've got their team like trying to recreate something indoors and so that was sort of felt like what we were doing and and we we basically did it we designed um yeah, this atrium, um, it was five and a half thousand square meters of completely enclosed temperature controlled. Um, all, so all the lighting in the space was actually grow light, um, ambient grow light. 
Mm-hmm. There, there was no other lights in the space. Okay. And um, because we wanted all the plants to be to be able to grow really well. Yeah. And yeah, and 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 we and then we brought in just like an amazing assortment of, of plants and and just really planted out at, at basically a, a replica of the New Zealand um, native bush in uh-huh. in their office and. Yeah. And, um, and and then we covered the floor with moss as well. So, you know, wow. that was very much, very much like what you'd experience here in in New Zealand. And so we, yeah, we, we kind of, we, we didn't know if it was possible when we set out, we thought we'd give it a crack. And when we, um, when we handed over the space to the client, you know, undoubtedly every single person that walked into this, this atrium, they just like stopped and they're just like, what? yeah like how how is this possible um and yeah so it's very it's very fun to be a be a part of i was like we're super proud of our team and like Uh like you said um it was nice it was was very humbling to win the bioflex design award and 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 also the international landscaping award for this space you know so it was very um yeah, yeah very very humbling so yeah, and it's, it's incredibly well deserved. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's outstanding. I mean, it really is. Um, I think it should be an exemplar for for every you know office design. And and what what a for you know for you know the little forethought that that CEO's got. You know, obviously she's in touch with nature Amazing. and that. But I mean, that's also a generous generous natured spirit spirited CEO to kind of to want to share that with yeah. their staff because they know that the relief yeah. you get and. I mean, ultimately, you know, you're going to get more out of your staff, aren't you? People are going to be happier and they're going to have more relief. They're going to get more respite. They're going to go back and be refreshed and, and you know, and attack those things that have got to be attacked, you know, whether it's a pile of, of, um, of, of, of uh, you know, um, paperwork or it's a district attorney <laughs> in their case, yeah. you know. Um, so actually yeah. um, creating, I mean, that's fantastic. Oh, you know, let's just hope all the CEOs listening kind of go, oh, <laughs> yeah, I want to bring yeah. elements of their favourite space or somewhere where they've been that really, um, you know, gives them something. But then, you know, that's just, that's just evidence in itself, isn't it, that... It, we all go somewhere in nature. I mean, I've just come back from the hospital from visiting my mum and we just sat outside. I said, I've just got to sit in a field <laughs> with a cup of coffee and just sit. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, I've just got just, just to yeah. wash everything away and all the cold walls and everything and the stress and the arguments yeah. and the, you know what I mean? That sort of, and yeah. so um, it's so good. It's it's just an inherent need in us, isn't it? To, um, to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think you're. I think you're spot on. Like the um, imagine if that the health system did that. I know. Like imagine, imagine if they created spaces in that in that same way. Um, how different your experience would be, you, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm actually um, I'm launching a campaign uh, here in the UK to to lobby the government to bring biophilic design into every NHS. <laughs> so. Oh, um, amazing! Yeah. Wow. Apparently, and the more I'm reaching out, there's like pockets of people that are doing this in different NHSs, but it's not joined up. Yeah. But um, you know oh, what I mean? Wow. I, yeah. The reason I set this up was because both my parents were in um in hospital at the time, and you know they were oh. experiencing you know a challenging situation. And I I'd heard about biophilic design, so I took in I, I'm, I'm a photographer, so I took in my images of nature printed on metal that could be cleaned, so chemical resistant. And I'm like, and her blood pressure came down. You know, she started focusing. There was, you know, the nurses and the doctors were going, wow, this is lovely in here. You know, I'm thinking there's something in this. Yeah. So being the nerd yeah. that I am, I went off and researched it, you know, but um, yeah, I just, wouldn't, wouldn't it be amazing? Wow. I mean, yeah. 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 Wow. It, it we, um, <laughs> you go on, sorry. I, I think, 
I think there's hope um, for that industry. I think there's hope because, you know, like it, it is really get, it is really gaining momentum. This the, yeah. the principles of biophilic design, and, and then the research that follows it. And um, we had we had never we'd never done anything in the health space in, in New Zealand before. We, we'd done like a couple of private practices and stuff, but nothing for the public public realm. And I have to admit. Um, I'm designing a space at the moment for the public health system in New Zealand that's probably more impressive than this Meredith Connor office. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, it is just, yeah, it's, 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 it is, it is just like amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like I, I have no idea uh, the politics that go on behind um, <laughs> the, the public health system and, and who's behind it, but to be honest, like there's somebody that's driving this that's got an incredible vision. Yeah. And and like it's the it's 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 amazing. It's gonna be actually amazing because you know our health system really got hammered through the yeah. last few years. And um, you know, our doctors and, and nurses and, and, and medical teams are like really burnt out and, and stressed mm-hmm. and and it it's it's not like the, the most pleasant environment to work in. No. Um Actually, it's it's probably one of the least pleasant environments to work in, <laughs> and um, or, or to visit, you know. And so we're creating this atrium where um, all of the recovery rooms look out into this atrium that's like basically a garden on steroids, um, like sort of Singapore level, you know. And wow. And then and then there's like, um, you know, sort of closed off areas where, um, where the the medical teams can can sit in the garden and recover that that are closed off from the rest of the, the public spaces and but then there's you know like public areas where um family members could come in and have a cup of coffee in the garden so i think there's hope um there's, there's a number of, of um large large health product uh, projects that we're starting to work on at the moment here so um, i and and for me i'm like i'm like yes like that's um that's the good stuff like hey like mm-hmm. if we can start to just change the experience that people have um when they're when they're stressed out going to see a family member in, in pain um like if we can just make that experience a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, then then how what, what a, like once again what a, what a nice gift you know yeah. um yeah it's it's fun it's funny like um that's like um you know you, you gotta have to sort of stand back and think like why, why do I why do I get up in the morning? Why do I get up at five o'clock in the morning? Um, <laughs> and and you know, like it's nice. I'm not like selling cigarettes or or potato chips. Like I actually get to you know we get to work on stuff that that mm. does make someone's day a bit a bit more enjoyable. And um, mm. where, whether they work in an office or or go visit someone in a hospital or go shopping in a shopping mall. So mm. it's it's such enjoyable work, you know. Yeah. If it's if it's done well, if it's designed well, and if it's executed really well, yeah, yeah, oh, that sounds, sounds fantastic. Well, it sounds like you really, really, absolutely love what you do, and you're very talented at what you do, and you've got great vision too, um, and you can you can feel that in you, you know, and and you know you're coming at it from a good place because you, you know, you're giving people gifts, you know, a gifts of of life around them, you know. I think that's that's wonderful. Um, we're, sort of, we're coming sort of near the end, but um, there's a couple of questions I do want to ask you. Um, just just uh, circling back to the workplace i mean do you 
is there a space i mean we've obviously healthcare we spoke about but um in within the workplace itself is there somewhere in the workplace that you think biophilic design would be like would be a really good place you know it needs to you definitely need to have but you know some elements of biophilic design or planting um in <laughs> yeah i i think like really I, I i'm trying to think of a space where there, there isn't a need for it um <laughs> and I, I nothing nothing comes to mind you know we've really exactly. seen it you know we've got we've been fortunate to work on a, a really broad range of projects that that impact a lot of different industries yeah. I, I think that there's some there's some that are hard like there is some that are hard like um say like a machine shop you know like yeah. or, or a factory like i say a factory that's a very hard space to integrate nature into um often they're like designed very specifically just for flow of, yeah. of materials or manufacturing goods and and anything else that gets in the way is just like shouldn't shouldn't be there yeah. so i think unfortunately like i think for those kind of spaces it's more about can you create a respite where the staff that are working in that space can go have a break during the day and then you know like so that would be quite visionary for for a um an employer say like elon musk Mm -hmm. you know he's got these huge factories um they, they would i imagine they'd be devoid of plants because that just would be getting in the way and but you know i think it would probably visionary in that space would would want to create areas of respite where their employees could escape from that and go and sit down and have a, a beautiful view of nature mm -hmm. and um and then sort of refresh you know and, and then give them the opportunity throughout the day to do that um regularly um i think that would probably help in those kind of spaces mm. um but hey look look at like we're really seeing office spaces um gravitate to the idea of, of integrating you know nature into their space um and and then because i think they're starting to realize that um not only the benefits of doing it but also the downside of not doing it like if if you don't do it if everyone else has a beautiful space and, and they want to be there they want to work there and you don't do that you don't invest into that like how much harder is it going to be for you to attract talent and and get employees to your space in a time when it's very hard at least in new zealand you know unemployment rates three percent so there's it's basically like almost everyone as a job it's very hard to attract staff like I, I th that was probably the key vision um of this um this litigation ceo she's yeah. she actually realized that if she created a space that people wanted to work in mm -hmm. um that she'd also be able to attract world-class talent um so so it's it's favorable from so many ways that you look at it like you you create a beautiful space people want to be there yeah. you're going to attract great talent um, they're probably going to do better work mm. because they're working in an environment that's um, th that's more conducive to, to to really good good work versus a um, you know a sterile environment. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so if you're if you're in a, if you're you know got a space, particularly we've been working from home. You know, a lot of us have. You know, and and you know we've we've got we're used to that comfort of our home and being able to control what we're doing. And you know, it's like where I am, I've got plants all around me and soft furnishings, and I can just go and sit outside if I want to, and I could go and work outside if I want. You know, why would I want bother going back to a you know an office where you know there's like four normal four walls and I haven't got control of lighting or sound or anything else and like you know so yeah if you can create environments where people feel comfortable um you know and um and feel at home 
and their heart sings, then you know it's a, it's, it's a win-win, isn't it? Really. So, um, before I ask you the final question, um, is there anything else you'd like to add? I mean, I, I do. I think there's like another element where, like, like primarily we've been talking about bringing this into the interior spaces, mm -hmm. and and what I've found the the more work we do, the the more I think it's important to kind of to do the the whole urban experience um, in, in this way. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you look at places like Singapore, and you're like, wow, like that's just I know that's that's really setting an amazing example. And, I, and so I think I I love to see more more cities designed that way. And 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 there's just so many benefits of it. Like we we're actually really seeing the benefits of you know a green roof and that the way it changes the the, the thermodynamics of the building and like the cooling and the heating and and um and then you could use these types of features to um, filter storm water and and so that you know before the water gets to your waterways it's it's been filtered through um the, the planting and stuff and, and i'm like oh yeah okay there's a real big opportunity there um we want to really crack into that in the near future as a company and so we're starting to look at you know how do you help so, so for an example, like as an, a perfect example, a shopping mall that we're working on, we're taking all of their food scraps from inside and turning the, and, 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 and they have these huge commercial composting um, stations where they can turn all of their food scraps into compost oh, wow. and then building out, building out a ton of veggie gardens for the community and, and, and orchard. Um, wow. And so then put, putting the compost in the veggie gardens and then integrating beehives into the design and bee gardens and then we're like collecting their their uh, rainwater off the building and using that to water the gardens so i think like that's the next step of of building really beautiful cities and and into and, and biophilic design is like how do we start to design the, the whole city experience mm. you know where so many people are living how do we start to to do that in a way that's like really seamless like you you really are benefiting from engaging with nature so we're gonna I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the local community around the shopping mall like um walk go and walk to the the shopping mall and then like be surprised there's like these veggie gardens yeah. that then have like signs that'll say like oh pick me you know oh, okay. like and and and, and there'll be a, like um, orchard fruit like that they yeah. can pick and yeah. and and they'll be able to and then they'll we'll kind of have like a, a journey that they go through and they get to learn about um where the compost has come from and where the rainwater has come from and and so I, i'm quite passionate about that i think that if we can also integrate food food into the experience and yeah. where the food comes from yeah. um bees are quite yeah. a very important um harvesting rainwater mm. um like like that like there's a whole experience there that is is like kind of um still pretty young and it's like um life cycle and I, i'd love to see i'd love to see cities where yeah, you're kind of walking you're walking through the city and you're having this experience where like nature it just feels like na like the, ex the experience is natural and productive and then you get into the building and it's the same mm -hmm. and like i think that that would really change the, the way people experience life mm -hmm. um, and 
and I, I think that would help actually with with a lot of like the stress um, issues at the moment, um, and and just a lot of people's outlook on life. I think it would help change it. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think as well with food security, people not understanding where food comes from and just like you know buying a load of stuff and then throwing it all away. If you realize, oh, you know, seasonal, seasonal eating and all that kind of thing, it's an educational thing. But it's also like, you know, watching that penny drop, isn't it? And people really appreciating where things come from and making that connection, you know. So, um, yeah. so yeah. brilliant. So um, I just hope you can design all the cities around the world. Um, can you start with ours, please? That would, <laughs> that would be there? nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely. Uh, well, the, the fin- my final question, uh, which is this sort of magic question. Um, I think you've kind of like sort of touched on on, on that with the sort of the biophilic cities element, but um, just kind of like in summary kind of thing. If you could paint the world with a magic brush of biophilia, what would it look like? Yeah, that is very cool. That was a very fun question. Um, I've I've done this like um, we've done this like Photoshop render of, of the city that we live in, um, mm-hmm. Auckland, and and it was it's like you set you see a photo of the city and it's like very concrete gray, and then we've overlaid like like just boom like it, like green walls, green roofs over the whole <laughs> thing, and we use it as as it's kind of like this like example of going hey this is what we want to do for Auckland and. Um, I, I think it's probably it would look something like that, but it it would definitely involve um, a productive side where you know people can walk to work and pick pick fruit off a tree on their walk to work and have an apple on the on the walk to work or or um, you, you know you know like um, pick pick some vegetables on the way home and bring them home for dinner like that would be I think that would be very special yeah. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.